0: Welcome to Revive Fitness and Nutrition Podcast with your host, myself, Julie Payton Monk. And today's topic is when life disappoints. Now, I think we all experience different variations of disappointment, whether it feels like we're chipping away at something, not making progress. It could be we don't get the job we like, we might feel let down by people. And I think right now in the current environment with COVID going on, and um, there's so many things that are coming in to challenge us. Um, And you can hear people saying that life's not fair, or you might even be saying that yourself. But I think what shapes us is how we overcome and deal with these disappointments. And the guest that I have on today is someone that you could look at and say, what if he know about disappointments? He's got a TEDx, he's got his website, he's smashing it out. How could he possibly, when you look at social media and the different things, know anything about disappointment? And I think we forget that people all have their journey They all have a story to tell to where they got to be. And with my guest today, he's someone who's taken his pain and turned that into his mission. And he's fully into that mission. And I came across Dale Sidebottom through social media. I can't remember exactly what point it was, but what grabbed me was his energy, his passion to bring fun back into life and into fitness, Um, and just leaning into that. So like when COVID hit, what did Dale do? He set up a one day summit getting loads of people from different industry, all about healthy mindsets, and he gathered people together to help others. And that's where I think it's a really good example of someone who can lean into pain and use that to help others. So welcome, Dale.
1: Oh, Julie, that was, uh, I'm sitting here, that's one of the nicest introductions I've ever had. Thank you very much. That was uh, that was brilliant.
0: Oh, God, do you, justice. <laughs>
1: You did. You definitely did. I really enjoyed that. If you want to keep talking about me and glowing me up, my head's growing as you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> so and Dale, I'm very excited to be here, Julie. So thank you for having me on the show.
0: And thank you for joining me. And I must say, um, we're doing this across time zones. So Dale, you're based in Australia and Victoria, is that right?
1: Yeah, in Melbourne. So I live, um, it's near the morning to Peninsula. So it's about 45 minutes from Melbourne, uh, near the beach on the cove and things like that. So middle of winter, it's quite cold. Um, and yeah, opposite to you over in sunny Scotland.
0: Yeah, you're taking the mic there. I've got a sunlight on <laughs> so you can actually see me because it's, I've, I've named it with my 7am class this morning. I said we're calling it rainy season now because it's hot, but it's raining all the time. Rainy. <laughs> so we've named it rainy I think,
1: season. Uh, I think uh, I went to, uh, I lived in London for three years and I went to, in the middle of summer, I went to Ness, which is um, in the Loch Ness. And I've never been so cold in the middle of summer. I had so many, I'm like, isn't this supposed to be warm? And it was freezing. So yeah, I know I wasn't trying to be a little bit of a smart ass, but I guess you understand my joke.
0: Yeah, totally, totally get and for people who maybe haven't caught up with you on social media don't know haven't engaged with you before like I say i've not personally connected with you but it's my views from what i've seen who is say bomb?
1: yeah so great question i think uh for me growing up i grew up in uh country australia so uh, my life revolved around sport so uh sport in australia is australian rules football which is it's very hard to explain. It's sort of a mixture between rugby, gridiron, Gaelic um, and, and sort of fo- and football soccer. Uh, so I played that growing up and then uh, also in the summer I played cricket and there wasn't much else to do. So I grew up with that and I loved sport and I had two fantastic role models at high school and I wasn't the best student. And uh, I think I, I would always say I've got too much energy and things like this. Whereas I had two PE teachers who just really believed in me. And um, they said that my energy uh, and sort of, that was, a, that was sort of a positive instead of telling me to be quiet and things. And um, I wanted to be like them. I wanted to inspire students. And so I went to university for four years and became a, a PE teacher. And while I was at university, I, I did my um, PT, Degree, so I could become a personal trainer. And then at the time, I never thought I'd use it. And I just thought, oh, it's an add on, I'll do it. Some of my mates were doing it. And anyway, then I went about teaching and um, I taught for a <sighs> Probably about five or six years, and as I said, I lived in London for three of those. And when I got back, um, I had a f- couple of friends, and they said, "Do you want to? Can you start training me?" I'm like, "Yeah, all right. So then I started training people before school, and then I'd start school. Then I started training people after school. Then I started doing boot camps, and then I started having people working for me. So I had about five or six different PTs running boot camps around Victoria, and I was still working full time anyway it just got too much. And eventually um, I went out full time as a trainer and uh, which was great. And I sort of found a way to mix sort of movement and fun and connection all in sort of one way. And what I found really was that, you know, life gets really serious and we sort of get to have fun. So if you can mix that into your fitness it's amazing what happens, and and from there, then I started another business, and uh, my latest business, Energetic Education, where I now travel around the world, helping teachers, coaches, and trainers make movement and learning fun. And uh, this year, and talking about obviously what we're going to talk about today, I'm uh, in two days. i was supposed to fly out for the US. I had a six month speaking world tour locked in, and I was going to about sixteen different countries. And you know what? There's a reason we're here. Uh, I can be on this podcast today, so. I think um, my thing in life is I just want to have fun and I want to help other people have fun. And um, as you said, running online summits and things like that, I've got a platform now. So I think it's my responsibility to, you know, in tough times, uh, get good people around and help people out. So um, I don't know if I, I went around in a few circles and roundabouts. I, I try and mix it up when people ask my uh, – I don't just have one definitive answer. So that sort of does put them in a nutshell, Julie.
0: I love that Dale, because what people just got from there is your energy and how much things you've got spinning plates. You've got things happening all over the place and you always have done, but it's also got a flavour for where your passion around helping and educating others um, comes from as well in terms of that journey you've taken. But obviously, again, people sit and listen and think, oh, that's great. He's just had opportunities come his way and he's just jumped on them and that must have been so easy. But let's touch on some of what has been the kind of pain points. What are the t- say, the biggest obstacles
1: that have kind of shaped you as a person and your career? Yeah, well, I think the biggest obstacle has been myself, that um, I was always chasing, I was always chasing status, and I wanted to be the best, and I wanted lots of money, and I was sort of chasing happiness. So, Julie, I'd always say, I'll be happy when. So, I'll release an app, and I'm like, I'm not happy. So, I released another 30. I'll be happy when I start a business. I'd I'd start that business. Happy when I buy a car, when I buy a house. And I was just always going. And I would be working 16, 17-hour days every day. I'd sleep for about four hours and I'd just keep going. And I eventually burnt out, hit rock bottom. at 30, I had nowhere to live and I was divorced. And the reason was I was selfish and I just had my vision on life was just all wrong. I, what I thought would make me happy just didn't. Um, so in the last five years, I've sort of rebuilt my life and figured out what is important. And it's not status, it's not items, um, it's the connection you can make with others and the impact you can have on other people. And um, since I've been able to do that, uh, I've, yeah, I, I'm a, such a better person now. I'm a lot happier. And uh, yeah, so I think people and people will always judge. They'll always see what you have or what you do. And I think I, exactly going through COVID at the moment that people assume things are going well because you post good things and, um, you try and act like you're all positive and things like that. But deep down inside, you know, we're all hurting. We're all hurting in some way. And, um, So yeah, don't always believe the highlight reel that might be a social media account or a podcast where you're up and about for that hour um, because yeah, deep down we're all struggling. But I have been through those struggles and the, the thing is that I worked really hard on myself I saw a psychologist for four months and I did some soul searching and figured out that everything I thought I was doing right was wrong. And I basically started to gain and, and kept the good things in my life and got rid of the bad. And um, yeah, I can say as a 35 year old now, I'm a really good person, Julie. Whereas it wasn't that I wasn't before, but now I'm a great person, I feel.
0: And it takes a lot to, you said there about a psychologist for people to reach out and ask for help. And especially being a male, it's a very taboo going and asking for help. Um, for your experience to other people who are maybe listening and they're thinking about asking for help what would you say to them
1: yeah so again and i like to share my story because if i can help one person you know if if one person can hear this and i was a very macho male i was you know your typical aussie guy that i don't need help and that is just absolute bs because Everybody needs somebody to talk to. And I was very good at, you know, shoving my emotions to the side and masking those. And, and what I found is if something was wrong, I'd just work harder. I'd get something else. And it doesn't matter how many items you have. If you're chasing this goal that isn't there, it's a fairy tale, you're never going to be satisfied. And for me, it was just, uh, I, I was sort of, uh, my anxiety was through the roof because I was I was always flight to fighter. I was never relaxed. And for me, I was very fortunate that my mother said, Dale, I think it'd be a great idea if you go and speak. Someone I said, mum, that'd be a great idea. And at the start it was really hard. I, I sort of didn't want to be there, but when I really committed, and the thing is, previously in my life, when things weren't going well, I'd go and speak to someone once or twice and I thought I was fixed. But I never, it was like a Band-Aid, Julie. I was just putting this Band-Aid on. Whoop, off we go again. That Band-Aid had come off. So um, once I got into it, it was very hard. And I remember it wasn't comfortable. And there were times where I, I just didn't feel good and I would cry. And, but I needed to let all that out. And they, the journey, they say, is it's like crossing a river. At the start, it's shallow and it's okay. But you've got to go through that deep swell before you get to the other side. So if people are listening, particularly males or females or anybody, that um, speaking to somebody, it's Doesn't always have to be um, a psychologist it could be a mentor it could be a friend but just the power of talking to somebody and having them not judge you and i think that's one thing that i've learned particularly from doing a podcast that a lot of time just listening is the greatest skill we can have you know that empathetic listening where you don't have to give advice and i'd be one that would always give advice but now just listening um that's probably one thing that i took away from you know the 14 sessions that i went to see the psychologist and um as i said it completely changed me but if people are listening, you want to. You've got to want to change yourself. Um, going, getting forced to go to somebody like I did at the start, but then I realised it's a good idea. It won't always work. You need to be the one that wants to action that change.
0: Definitely, I think it's like anything in life. Because obviously, we're both in the fitness industry. And um, you've got to. People come and say, "Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that." But quite quickly, we'll recognise when somebody's not quite ready for the change they're like saying all the right words but actually it's an action you do off the back of it that's going to make the real change and I think it's also recognising your pain point which you obviously recognise that point of pain which was your mum saying to you but for some people for you obviously work was your release that's what you used for the pain for other people that might be drugs it might be alcohol it's whatever you're using just recognising going actually maybe the things I'm doing are having a negative impact why am I doing these things it might even be comfort eating and it's maybe just taking that bit of reflection to say okay I'm in pain right now what is it I'm using to kind of self-comfort and what's the impact of that on my life and those around us as well do you think that's fair to say Mm. Dan?
1: Yes so true Julian and I look back now and, and my work was a way of masking my life, you know, that I thought my actions and you know I was I was quite a narcissist sometimes, you know, I'd put people down and things, but it was I would I'd say it's okay in myself because you know I was successful and I was working hard and and that was just a byproduct I was allowed to do that, um, and I look back now and I'm very ashamed of that, and I've mended those friendships and I'm a, such a better person now, particularly in tough times like this. I go out of my way now because I know the importance of what friendship is and also love, you know, telling people you love them. It's something that we don't do enough. Um, So I I try not work as hard now, but in a a other way, I'm sort of really glad that I did do that because I've now set myself up where I can have a really big impact on other people. Um, So my work, as much as it was an issue, it's also been a positive because now I've got a platform where uh, my voice is heard and I can use that in a positive way to help other people. So I suppose it's a double-edged sword, whereas if it was alcohol or drugs or something, it may not have been so positive, if that sort of makes sense, Julie. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's something where you've been able to kind of use what you learned and built up over the years to help you where you are now, opposed to something derailing you and taking you off track.
1: Correct, yeah, exactly right.
0: So what would you say systems, tools that you use then? Because obviously you've learned quite a lot to become the person that you are and to have the life that you now lead. But what would you say are the things that you use every day to help keep you on track? Because you spoke there about a band aid and just putting things on and trying to do that quick fix. But like anything, it's the consistency of applying that. So, what would you share that's been of use to you with the listeners?
1: Yeah, very good. So I've even got one close by because I did a webinar the other day, but I call this a peg approach. So every day you need to have some form of play, some form of exercise, some form of gratitude, and some form of giving. And uh, for me, I started out, the first thing I did, and and I should have done this for a long time, but as a teacher, when I was going through all this, I'd stop playing with the kids. I'd stop playing games, and I call it play-based mindfulness because... When you are in flow and you're playing a game, and it could be any game, as silly as you want, heads down, thumbs up, papers, here's a rock, heads or tails, you name it, Julian. You're not thinking about anything else. And when my life was in turmoil, that 10 minutes of just being present was I couldn't get that anywhere else. So um, I would find that I just, that was non-negotiable. I'd play and then I found a way to mix play and exercise together. And that's essentially what I do now. So for me, people, when they come to my sessions or my boot camps or my workshops or seminars, whatever I'm doing, I try and incorporate play and movement together because then you are present, you're connecting, but you're also getting the benefits of moving your body. So they're the first two. Once I started doing those every day, and and I'll do this in the morning. I'll, I've got a morning routine, and I'll talk about it in the middle gratitude. So instead of you know focusing on the negatives, and I think that's more important than ever now that. I practice that in the morning and the evening and I used to journal about it, but then I created an app and I create an app when there's something I like doing quite a lot. Uh, actually. So it's called sugar life and it's free on iTunes, Android, check it out. What it is essentially in the morning, you wake up and you answer three questions. What am I excited about today? So the first thing you're thinking about instead of checking your emails, social media, and being flustered is you're identifying the positives. The second question is what might be a challenge for the day? And I think that's important because then you can figure out how you're going to overcome this. The last question, and this is probably my favorite, is how can I make somebody's day better with some form of kindness or giving? All right? And that could be as simple as doing something nice to somebody, ringing a friend up and just checking in. And I make it so I do that in the morning. I write that down and they're my goals for the day. Then I go about the day and I do whatever. And to finish off, there's three simple questions before I go to bed. What are three things that I'm grateful for or the biggest win? So again, instead of focusing on the negatives like we do, we focus on the positives or the one big win. Second question is, what form of play did I do and how did it make me feel? Because each day, if you're not thinking about it, Well, that's busy. We forget about it. I don't have time for that, but you need to make time. And I say to to adults, set time for a play date. You know, look at kids every day. They're having play dates. And the reason for that is they're happy because when they're playing, they're present. They're in the moment. So do that every day. And the last one is, what did you learn for the day? Because every day is an opportunity to grow. So um, that's mine. I use that app. I meditate. I've been, and I'll be honest here, I've fallen off the wagon a little bit with that, but I just started again last week. Um, and people think meditation, you need to sit Zen-like for 20 minutes. My personality is crazy, Julian. People are probably listening going, I can't understand him. Slow down. I do a five-minute meditation and it's just breathing. And I might do that in the morning. I might do it before I go to bed. Um, and, yeah, as I said, with exercise and play as well. And for me, just trying to have fun each day. Um, I think that's something. And But the hardest thing is when you're not going well or things – things seem pretty steep. And like you're in COVID, we're in lockdown. It is hard to find that fun. But that's where having a daily routine, you need to tick off. And like I say, when you grab the peg, at the end of the day, can you peg yourself? Have you played, exercised? Have you given some form of gratitude and giving for the day? And um, I know that a lot of the schools and uh, workplaces I've done sessions with over uh, obviously Zoom and things, that has been really beneficial because it's very simple to look at that peg and say, "Have I done the four for the day?" So for me, that's probably been that acronym has been really powerful and it worked for me, and now I'm um, helping others with that as well.
0: And I think what I love about that is the play element because even when the gyms were open, gyms have become such serious places. And, and I started getting into like calisthenics and doing frog stands and all sorts of things and wall walks. And people, even other PTs, would be looking at me going, "What are you doing?" Like. that looks weird because it's
1: different
0: totally different and when you fall over and face plant and stuff like oh my god you're alright, right you're right I'm like yeah I'm fine it's cool it's cool (laughs) and it's even like I love getting challenges um actually there's one I'll have to send you Dale and it's like some yoga pose where you basically create like an arch in the doorway with your feet and you have your head up against it but I'll have to send you a picture I'm about to show you
1: okay and my husband was
0: like oh my god don't land on your head I'm like it's fine it's cool it's fine it's just like playing around with what you can do and I think we've become so rigid in terms of what our movements we should do and what our exercise program looks like Um, and even when I said to my mum I've been out training in the park she's like what you do that? other people watching you and seeing what you're doing do they not think you're crazy (laughs) and like, why would I care
1: (laughs) that's exactly right and it's it's so true and I think what you just said about people looking in the gym, that's what people have lost turned into. Do you know what I mean? Like you look at kids and i spoke about this in my recent Ted talk that you watch kids play. They don't ever worry in the world. They're smiling and they're happy. The older we get though, we stop playing Life's too serious. We become too busy. I think busy is a badge of honor these days. And that is absolute BS. Busy is not a badge of honor. And I used to be the worst at, ah, oh, I'm busy. I'm working these days. I used to think it's cool. And it's actually not now. Finding time for yourself to have fun with others and the people in your life. That's cool. That's what we need to do. So like you just said in the gym, finding ways and exciting things. And a lot of them you would have done as a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like stand on your head and frog walk. But we don't do it anymore, Julie.
0: Yeah. And we don't do it because I think it's that thing about worrying about how people judge us or view us. I think everyone thinks that we should be able to do that move straight away. We should be able to do that. And it's actually that things take practice. And you're going to have like the failed videos of trying to do the moves. And I think people are so concerned about however people view you or what it looks like that we should be like serious all the time.
1: Oh, 100%. And again, that just comes down to, uh, you know, your confidence. And if you haven't done something for a while, then you think everybody's looking at it. like your, your mum said, do you do it in the park? People watch you. Of course I do, because that's what I do. I'm confident in my body and I'm happy. But unfortunately, people just don't go like that, Julian. And as a trainer, we know that, we're, particularly when people come to us for their journey, that is a huge step. You know, when they contact us, and I always say to us, I'm so proud of you because just coming, That'll be the hardest thing you ever do. The rest will be easy now. And it's essentially, it's like playing a game. If you haven't done it for a while, where do you start? Am I getting judged? Why are people laughing at me? No one's looking at you. No one cares. Everyone's so busy in their life that they couldn't care less. And that's how simple it is.
0: Definitely. And I think it's the element of play and meditation is a really good one because, like you were saying there, meditating is hard to fit into your life. And if you've got a busy, busy mind, You can get frustrated with yourself. Why can't I just sit here for five or even two minutes and just focus on breathing without thoughts popping in? And I think people think meditation is all about having to sit there with an empty, clear mind. But actually what it does is allows you to recognise the thoughts and patterns that come in. And it's that whole thing about recognising them and labelling them and going, yeah, I'll deal with that later. Like for me, it's always to do lists. It's always to do. Oh, I need to do that. I need to do that. I need to do that. And because that's the way my brain constantly works. What next? What next? <laughs> um, so when you're actually that play mode, play is part of meditation because all you can think about, and I say this because I'm a big hit fan. So when I'm doing hit with my team and I say that to this guys, this is your half hour. You will not think about anything else. You would just be focusing on yourself for this half hour. Do you agree with that kind of yeah. philosophy?
1: ah uh, 100% reading a book, that's mindfulness. Do you know what I mean? If that's going to the gym, if that's going for your run, meditation, like you just said, a lot of people, and I used to say, I'm not very good at it. There's no one, there's no such thing as being good at it. It's one of those things that you're sitting there, you're trying. Thoughts coming into your head, that's fine. But it's actually taking that time for yourself. And I think the, I, I just love exercise. And that's why we connect so well, because I feel you get the benefits of moving your body, but also you get the benefits of being present. Because if you're not concentrating, if you're thinking of something else, you'll be doing something wrong. You might hurt yourself. Um, and a lot of the time, you don't have time to think of anything else because you're working so hard. Um, so that is why it's amazing. And yeah, I couldn't agree more. That That is so true.
0: And in terms of your relaxation time, because then you did say that you struggle to relax and obviously meditation, yeah. like I say, when you're busy, it's often the first thing to slip. So how does Dale actually relax and take some time out for himself?
1: That's, that's a really good question. And one of the things, I suppose, um, I've really tried to slow down my the amount I work. Um, so at the moment, I've only got it, uh, and as I said, I'm quite fortunate that I've set things up pretty well, that I've got a lot of online sort of resources and things like that. So I'm only doing face-to-face training two days a week now. Um, and I do a lot of sessions on those days, so I can see most of my clients. But the other days, non-negotiable i get up very early and, and i put my weight vest on i look like a bit of a freak um and i take my dog for a 10k walk and for me on that walk sometimes i'll listen to a podcast sometimes i'll listen to an audio book on audible other times i'll just take nothing and i'll just walk and be present it depends on how i feel so for me walking has become my relaxation time because um I can't be distracted. Then I don't take any devices. If I do have my phone or anything, I put it on flight mode. Um, and for me, I really treasure that. Since we're going in Australia, we're going back in Melbourne, particularly going back into lockdown again. That um, I've, you know, it's been quite tough. And for business owners, and same all around the world, everybody is affected some way. So I've been going on two walks a day, and I know my dog's looking at me sometimes, going, Dale, not again. I don't want to go on another walk, but that's my time where everything else clears my head. And for me, do you know what I find some happiness in that? Whereas if I'm at home or I'm in my office or I'm now, I'll be just thinking, what can I do? What can I do for work to make things go better? Um, which is, is a horrible thing, but with everything going on the uncertainty, that's just the way it is. So I've found my one thing and that's walking the dog. So, um, if that's with my wife, I try and do that as well, but I also feel like going by myself because that's something I do for me and that's my time. So, at the moment, walking, for me, I, I do like playing golf, but that doesn't always make me relax because I'm not very good. So I get quite angry. No, yeah. just joking. But walking, Julie, is, uh, that, that's my time. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it.
0: Um, and I think it's that thing about finding, is that what you've said the thing is that helps you to relax? Um, and it's that thing yeah. about, I remember someone saying to me, write down top three things that are important. And they said to me, number one, you. Number two, you. Number three, you. And I was like, oh, this is tough. <laughs> 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 this is tough. Because especially in the role we do, and we always give out to other people, um, when clients have got things going on in their life, you take that on board. And you worry about people, and you're trying to help people all the time. And I'm probably a bit like you, Dale, very bad at putting yourself first. And um, So you have to kind of lock in some time to yourself. And that doesn't come quickly, working out what recognize well, recognising what works for you. Um, I know you've said you've been like on a five-year journey to get there, and I think in the world we live in, with Amazon Prime, everyone wants everything now. Everyone wants solutions now, but I think it's about finding out what works for you. Would you say that's fair?
1: Yeah, so true. And I, we are part of that world. Instant gratification. Do you know? Like you go on anywhere, and that's why social media is so addictive. Because if you're not feeling well, I want to get a new follow. I want to get a new like. I want to. And so for me, I've really tried to distance myself. From social media and things like that as well, because it is addictive and it's not in a good way. Particularly if you're not feeling really good about yourself now, and you go onto Instagram, I guarantee everything on there looks amazing. It's it's somebody else's highlight reel of their life. So um, that's one thing that I've found has worked really well. And like I said, I, when you when you find that thing, and don't give up until you find it. For me, it's walking. For somebody else it might be surfing, golf. Might be riding, could be mowing the lawns or climbing a tree. I don't know what it is, but keep trying to find it. And don't let anyone interfere with that. Like, I could very easily turn the volume on my phone and take it off flight mode and let my emails consume me. And I could take that away from my walk time, but I don't. And I think that's the key, that our life's so busy, particularly with technology, it's amazing. We can be – we're always accessible, but – You've got to stop that. You've got to actually schedule time in for yourself because you need a break. You need to slow down. And um, yeah, like I said, I, I, don't, I haven't figured out walking five years ago. I would have thought I was stupid if I was making these walks. I would have thought, why don't I run? Why don't I go so if I run I and do it quicker? But it's not about that. It's about slowing down and taking that time for yourself, Julian. And I think that's just come with age. I think I'm a little bit more mature than what I used to be. Some would say not. But um, that's something I've figured out.
0: <laughs> Brilliant, love that. You think you are, but other people.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. And I think it's something I'm definitely still working on. So for me, it's head training. And that's where I lose myself. Love it. I love being challenged. But at the same time, many people point out to me, Julie, you can't do hit all the time. <laughs> you, can't do all the time. <laughs> you can't do five a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't do it all the time. So you need to find something else. Try walking, and I find walking personally a tough one because i like, I have to have a purpose. So although the purpose is yeah. time for me, I'm like, I need to go somewhere. There needs to be something at the end of that. Like just going for a walk for me, I'm just like, yeah, bored now. Like what? Um, so it's that thing about finding environment as well as key. And I know it's tough in lockdown. Um, especially for me and yourself living in a city, lots of people around it makes it even more challenging. So I think it's also recognising that the things that might work for you now or did before might be a bit different because of the environment. About a moment in time and not expecting the same things to continuously work for you, just review what's working for you and what are the things you need to change up. And I know I have plenty of clients, some who say running, running's their thing, that helps them clear their mind. Other people are like, I hate running, I hate it. And I would be one of those people that said, yeah, I'm not a runner. I hate running. But what I discovered was it was environment. So I'm actually more kind that bike, cross country, mud, running through the forest, woodland. That is my running that I discovered on an obstacle course. Give me obstacles, give me woodland, half a bike. <laughs> Make me run around pavements and streets. I'm like, oh, this is dire. I was with my own PT because I have my own coach yesterday and he was making me do shuttle runs in the park. And I was like. No, nah, not happening. no aren't moving. This is boring. Can't do this. I need some jumps or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like, like you just said, that everybody's got different things, and you know, I think that's the best thing about walking. That um, a lot of big cities, you know, have like the beach nearby or they might have a park or something and um i don't like walking around the streets i'm i live back onto a wetland and about a 10 minute walks the beach so depending on how i'm feeling we'll go one of those i don't just walk around the street and i i enjoy that Do you know you sort of get a break from being around people all the time even though i've never seen so many people riding bikes or running or walking on lockdown which by the way is amazing but um yeah, I used to enjoy those tracks myself because no one was on them, but now they seem to be over But I, I think that's a great thing as well. People with this lockdown and COVID, see, there's always a positive that people have realized they may not be commuting now an hour to work, hour back. They don't have all the emails. They don't have all these things. So they do have time for themselves, and they're, and they're seeing the benefits. I know um, someone said the other day that you can't buy a bike in Melbourne because everywhere's sold out isn't that brilliant and I think that is a huge positive that is coming out of these people are slowing down and they realize that all these things they thought were essential and important to do all the time this crazy busy life it's not really it's actually slowing down and taking time for themselves is so much more beneficial
0: yeah and I think there's definitely two groups of people so the the people who are slowing down as you said Dale and um, getting into fitness changing their life appreciating getting out and about when they can But then I also think there's those people who are maybe not quite adapted yet, and they're maybe lying in and using that commute time to sleep, um, and that's causing disruptions in terms of going to bed later. Self-soothing with drinking at night is a big thing at the moment, especially in Scotland, (laughs) right? Yeah,
1: in Australia too.
0: (laughs) So um, it's that thing of that. There's people who haven't quite adapted yet, and. As I said, I do a a 7am fitness class because that's helped my guys who work in corporate environments keep that routine, get some up, get some active before they hit their day and before the rest of the chaos of the day with homeschooling and stuff comes into play. Um, But there are this group of people who actually haven't adapted yet. So what time do you normally get? What does your morning routine look like, there?
1: So for example, tomorrow I get up at 4am but I I only do that two days. a week. I used to do that every day. So this is where my life was like I was burning out and i burn out three or four times and it's not a good feeling. So um, on my days where I'm, I don't have to go into the city and, and got my jam-packed days, I try and get up between, you know, 5.30 and 6 and that's a little bit of a sleep in for me. Um, my, my wife likes to sleep so I quickly get out of the room and that's when I go for my walk with the dog. And what I'd say to people that, you know, you don't have to be a morning person, you can be an evening person. People work differently they sleep different times and that is fine but finding a routine you know and and that's crucial when everything else is out the window and like you just said if you're oversleeping you're binging you're watching Netflix and Stan you'll slowly get into this cycle that it gets worse and worse and worse. And it it becomes harder to get out of that. Um, That's where, like you just said, even in lockdown, that 7 a.m. class for your clients is crucial because they've already had a win before the day started. And that's what I always say. Make your bed, scull some water, go for a walk, do something for you because the rest of the day will take over. And I guarantee you won't always have wins. There will be disappointments. But I think it's about getting wins on the board for yourself before you actually allow yourself to... Face that disappointment or face the unknown. So that's my biggest advice to anyone. Whatever time you need to get up that works for you, as long as you're getting enough sleep, because that's one thing we can't replace. Sleep is the most important resource we have. So make sure you're getting enough of that. Have a win before your day starts. And then it doesn't matter what happens because you've already won. You've already done something for you. Whereas if you're sleeping in late, you're not giving yourself that. You get about the day, you get home, you're too tired you're not having any wins and it just snowballs so that is the biggest advice i'd do for anyone is set time for you in the morning get it done have a win
0: absolutely agree, and i think with busy households and with a lot of people now working from home or home base like my living room turns into fitness studio in the morning then it turns into an office <laughs> so it's like constantly moving furniture about and pushing things back at like half five in the morning my downstairs neighbors love me
1: <laughs> i bet they do <laughs>
0: i'm helping them keep in a routine too <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: that's great
0: um, but yeah i always say that to people about that morning before the rest of your household wakes up is your time to yourself so especially if you've got kids and you've got the pressure of other people so that's your space that's your breathing space whatever you choose to do with that just think about actually if i get up before the rest of the household what is that going to allow me to do and just have that bit of quiet and breathing space because let's face it, at the moment, we've not got a lot of alone time. Um, so it's that opportunity to take that time. And I'm like you, Dale, I get up early, I'm like 5.15 every morning. And people are like, why would you get up at that time when you class at 7? I was like, because I've got, like you say, your routine. I do like my morning journal, yeah. I do my meditation. I have my breakfast and a relaxed weight, opposed to wolfing it down and jumping on, or just having a protein mm-hmm. shake because I've got no time to eat. So it's that thing about setting up that good routine that actually helps you take on the day rather than feeling like
1: you're rushing around always fighting against the pace of the day yes yeah, so, so truly like, and like i just said you, you've already had wins before you've started and then when you come to face your clients you're well awake do you know what i mean like that you're in a great space you're not flustered whereas and i'm sure you're the same when face-to-face training comes back and stuff the same clients that rock up late all the time that it, like i'm just like go to bed earlier, try different things. And you can't tell people what to do, they need to do it for themselves. Some people are just always rushed. They are always going to be like that. But if you can take that time for yourself, like you said, you really set yourself up and that calm, I feel flows through the rest of the day.
0: And I think it's about breaking down those challenges and it's not trying to go full in, right, I'm gonna get up at 5 a.m. Just moving it back 15 minutes, start by getting up 15 minutes earlier, start by going to bed 15 minutes earlier. And doing it in 15-minute blocks opposed to trying to go full in. And then what happens is you might succeed for the first couple of days and then you're like, I'm knackered, I'm done, I need a lie-in. Or <laughs> I've not got stuff done, I've got to stay up. So it's that thing about breaking it down and making it manageable rather than trying to go full steam into things.
1: Yes, and, and it's exactly the same as like a New Year's resolution that I'm going to do this for the whole year. That's not going to work. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you just said, the 15-minute breakdown. I say, do it for a week. Once you've done a week, do it for two weeks. Do it for a month. And break it down slowly make it make it achievable don't put yourself under all this pressure that you're probably not going to be able to achieve and then you you know that negative self-talk comes in whereas and that's like saying if you, if you sleep into eight not going to get up and you're not going to say well i'm just going to get up at 5 30 now it's not going to work as you said i love that small increments little wins praise yourself and keep going
0: absolutely and remember it's for you so if like you said your wife she likes to sleep my husband's the same and um, so i'm getting up doing <laughs> a fitness class and he's still asleep <laughs> so yeah, yeah exactly and it's about doing it for you and not be so trapped by other voices in your head or other people saying oh why you want to do that for just say i'm doing this for me you don't need any other explanation just say you're doing it for you that's all you need to say
1: yeah and that that's it game set and match like and and you don't need to justify yourself and if if somebody what i find if somebody's got an issue with it it's not your issue it's something deep down that they are struggling with Do you know what i mean like that it brings down fear in them because you're doing this. Um, So don't take other people's problems on and don't always have to justify yourself because you're never going to change a lot of people. But as long as you're happy with yourself, it doesn't matter.
0: Absolutely love that. And in terms of one non negotiable, so if you were to say to people, so they might have had quite a lot of disappointments, like say, we're all kind of going through COVID at the moment, we're all impacted for that in different ways. What would you say the one thing that people could start doing today to make a difference?
1: The one thing they can start doing today is I'm, I'm going to bring it into two. So you can I do one to thing for yourself, you. one thing for yourself because I think this is really important. And I think that's just each night and each morning when you get up, just think about one thing that is going to be great for your day or you're grateful to have, because there are so many things that you are grateful for. And then each night before you go to bed, think about one thing you did really well today. And a lot of time, Julie, we're very hard to praise ourselves. Do you know what I mean? We, we're very quick and I've never spoken so badly to myself as I speak. to. like I put myself down crazy. I'd never say that to anybody in a million years. doesn't matter how much meanness is in me. I speak to myself horribly. So I think start the day with something you're grateful for. Just one thing. You don't need to do three or four, just one. And then before you go to bed, one thing that you did really well today. So that's for you. I do that each day and Then another thing is each day, just take your time. It could be a text message, an email, a phone call. Just simply send somebody a message about, you know, one thing they're doing well, one thing you appreciate about somebody, something you admire about them, something you're proud of them. And it doesn't even need to be a big thing, but simply doing that, it'll make their day. And I call it the happiness boomerang or the kindness boomerang because you'll throw that boomerang to them, but it'll come back and you'll get this huge hit of oxytocin, the love drug, and it makes you feel amazing. And the more you do that, it'll have this ripple effect and it'll start affecting other people. And let's be honest, in these times, we need more kindness, not kindness for others, as well as kindness for yourself. So that would be, I know you only the actual one, Julie, but as always, i have overdelivered. i have a little bit excited. There's two. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy
0: with two. We'll take that. We'll take that. No, okay, I that's cool. great. <laughs> it's a great balance as well, because ultimately, we can't give energy to other people until we invest in ourselves. And that's exactly one so of those things. It's that connection to our, for ourselves, but also to other people, and we vibe of other people as well. Our connection, our energy comes from other people.
1: So true. So true. Well, we're, we're human beings. We're, we need to be around other people and um, you cannot give yourself to anybody else unless you truly love yourself. So, uh, And that's one thing i found. I never loved myself. And now I can say I, I fully do that and I can share that love and affection with other people, which is a really nice thing to be able to do.
0: Absolutely. And that word proud that you used as well, I do that with clients sometimes saying, I'm proud of you. You're proud of you for doing this. And they are like, oh my God, thank you. And I think it's a word we don't use enough.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, in I did this thing for a hundred days. It was called I called it the Pal Message. So, proud, admire, love. So, when I used to get up at four a.m. every day, I would do my Sugar Life app. I'd meditate, and then I'd pick a friend's name and I'd write him a message. So I'd say. G'day, Julie, please don't you feel like you have to reply to this. There's just a few things I want to say. And I'd write a paragraph of why I was proud of them, a paragraph why I admired them, and then a paragraph of why I loved them. And I'd send it to them. So that would be the first thing that they got in the morning when they woke up. And I had grown men crying. I had people ringing me, go, Dale, Dale, what's wrong? Are you all right? And I said, everything's great. It's just that we don't share these things with people. And um, you don't need to go to that extent. it's amazing what happens when just send a simple and if you're listening to this i love giving people homework find someone in your phone and just write them a one sentence message saying julie i'm proud of you because and that's it nothing all right and do that it's amazing how simple that feels and we we think about it but we don't do it do you know what i mean we're proud of people we love people we don't say it so action it do something about it and be that positive light
0: and I think that's a great summary. It's all about action. So you can think about doing all these things for yourself or for other people, but unless you actually take the action, you're not going to move forward.
1: So true. So true. And, you know, thinking's cheap. And if you're one of those gunner people, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Actually do something. All right. It's so powerful. I mean, talk's cheap. Get it done. Do something, I say.
0: Oh, brilliant. I love that. I'm going to remember that one. Thinking's cheap. I love that. <laughs> i <laughs> have that quote everywhere now <laughs>
1: <laughs> good i like it
0: and just thinking about where we've been this year and a lot of people have had a negative like oh it's 2020 it's been an awful year rah, rah, rah. and it's like guys we're only happy for the year you've still got half to go what would you say dale is your biggest learning from the start of the year that you want to take into the second half
1: that my work is not me and that uh <laughs> I think as I said before I was very disappointed I think because this world tour I had booked in I I'd, I'd put in a year's planning to get it you known and, and and you lose it, and everyone will lose something this year and what I've found is that what your work doesn't define you as a person so um the one thing I've found is that I can actually slow down I can still be happy with what I do, but I can also take more time to learn more about myself and the people around me and just slow down. And I think that's one of the biggest things I'll take from this year that um, I don't need to be working and and pushing and striving as hard as I was. Even like I said that I'd slowed down and I'm a new person and all this, I I was still pushing so hard. Um, Whereas now what I've found is if, if I don't want to do something, then you don't need to do it. And a lot of the things that we thought was essential isn't. Um, so that would be my uh, as much as some people might say that's that 's a negative i 'm looking at it as a really big positive because it 's probably something that I never would have done slowed down. People are saying you need to slow down, but that wasn 't in my nature, so COVID has actually allowed me to do that, and i 've seen the benefits of it so. Do you know what I mean? You can look at it as a negative, and I, and this could be anything, Julie. No, no. Everyone can look at things as, as a loss, but it also be a positive because it'll give you more time or add more value other areas of your life. So for me, actually slowing down and figuring out that all these things I thought were essential are not essential, and taking care of myself is even more important than both. So that I, when I do work or I've got things on, I, I can actually give more of myself. So... That has been a huge blessing for me that I would have never got without old mate COVID.
0: I love that old mate COVID. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You've got to give it a name.
0: (laughs) And that's the thing though, because old mate is going to be hanging around for a while. And I think that's something people aren't discussing is, and I've been speaking this week with my husband about this. Like everyone's talking about coming out of lockdown, easing out, what's happening. And I'm like, but nobody's talking about what's going to happen for the next year, two years into the future. And we're already starting to see part of that with the job losses that are coming in, mass job losses, as things start opening up and companies are going under. But nobody's talking about the old make COVID that actually has got a huge impact for years and years to come. They're just focused on right now. And I think the things we've talked about today, for me, that's why it's important to start implementing these things. It's about how you then face into the future and have those tools to help you to cope with what's coming forward. Do you agree,
1: Dale? Yeah, yeah, so true. And and like you just said, that's it's been really funny. I've had um, a number of schools requests like, oh, we want to get you over early next year, like in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, we're not going to be able to travel, international travel, I reckon, for at least a year and a half. And people are just, I don't know if they're, they're taking it all in. Um, and for me, th- this is only just starting. The ramifications of... The financial, the mental health, everything like that, it is only going to get worse. And I know that sounds horrible, but that's why it is crucial that you take control of what you can right now because everyone's going to be affected in a different way. You're going to have the stress and mental health issues and everything else going on, but you can control yourself your happiness in other areas and um, that's why I try and and like you said Julie we run podcasts we do these things to try and help people with a voice because it is going to get a lot tougher before it gets easier
0: and exactly that what you just said about focusing on what you can control so there's a lot going on Mm -hmm. that we can't but what you can control is yourself in terms of your basics around your movement your sleep and your mental health and um, that's the things, your nutrition, that you can choose every day around those things. So focusing on what you can choose, opposed to all the things that are going on around you.
1: Yeah, and, and so true. And and it, it's very easy to get caught up in everything else. But that's why I just plan each day as they come. And if you, and this is the thing, don't beat yourself up. If you have a bad day, if you eat a block of chocolate, which I do too much, I love chocolate. but. Don't beat yourself up about it. That's one day. The next day, start again. Get your routines. Do the right thing. And if you have more days better than not, then i guarantee when, you know, hard things come your way, job losses, financial issues, you'll be a lot better equipped to deal those and bounce back and be resilient than if you are not in that positive mindset. Of, like you said, nutrition, movement, happiness, getting around people, sharing kindness, um, you're going to really struggle with what's going to come in the next two years or even probably further.
0: Yeah, and if you need a have of energy, just, you know, listen to this podcast, listen to Dale's yeah. energy. <laughs> and that'll keep you going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, yeah, don't, and you might want to slow it down. Just, so I know I speak a little bit fast, I'll get excited. Um, they might want to break up so they don't get too much of it at once.
0: <laughs> oh, no, we've got to get the full experience.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, cool. All right, fair enough. I oh, like it. All
0: right, Dale, I'm just going to move on to do some what I call lifestyle questions. So put you on cool. the spot. You've got a choice of two things and you have
1: to choose either one. So you can't have both. Okay. Oh, right. Might, this might be hard. Okay.
0: Yeah, it depends. Okay. So you've got a choice of going for a swim in the pool or a swim in the sea.
1: Uh, uh, the, the the pool. I've got a pool uh, out the back and I love it because you, you don't have to, there's not other people around um, and... You know, you can relax by it, whereas sometimes by the beach it's too hot, particularly in Australia it gets quite warm, so by the time you get back to your house you're already hot, so um, I'd probably go in a pool. Interesting one that. I thought it was going to be the steam when you were by the beach,
0: but, yeah, I can
1: see the practicalities of that one. It gets, just where I live, it gets, like, really, really hot, and yeah. It's really nice in the beach, but then by the time you get back to your car you need to go back to the beach, so being by near a pool I find a lot better in stinking summer.
0: And well you know that's not an issue in scotland it's more about the cold no <laughs>
1: i wouldn't be getting in the, i wouldn't be getting in the ocean area to be freezing
0: i went for a paddle a couple of weeks ago because we were in summer and it was like 20 degrees and <laughs> so, <laughs> so i went for a paddle in the sea and it was baltic i was like my feet are going to drop off
1: <laughs> but well done that's very brave i'm impressed with that that's a great effort
0: it numbs the feet. You stop feeling it after a while, so it's fine. <laughs> you do.
1: <laughs> Get rid of those senses and you're right to go.
0: Yeah. Now, I know we said we'd probably not be able to travel for a while, but if the first place you could go to, you've got a choice of these two. You've ever got Tokyo or Bali.
1: Oh, Bali. I uh, I, I actually, I run uh, health and fitness retreats in Bali, and I, I normally go four or five times a year, and I know that is very cliche for australia because we go there a lot uh but i absolutely love the place and i was very disappointed i I should have just been coming flying back in last night from bali uh for two weeks there so but as i said be able to slow down and relax um as much as i love tokyo um i was actually there in january so i got a little bit of tokyo um i haven't got any bali this year so bali would be number one
0: yeah, I'm the same with you. I've um, got quite a deep history with Bali. I got married there. I've been there numerous times. When my parents lived in Indonesia. Whereabouts? Um, so,
1: whereabouts in Bali did you get married?
0: Uh, we got married at the Diana Resort. It's called Diana now. It was a Ritz Carlton before. It's up nice, on the cliff very... edge, at Jimbaran.
1: Oh, beautiful! Would have been overlooking everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: amazing what a bi- beautiful country and that's one thing i feel so sorry for them at the moment i've got a lot of friends that live over there and um you know 95 percent of their economy is tourism and i can't see that bouncing back anytime soon so um yeah if any indonesian people are listening um i'm really empathetic for you at the moment in your situation
0: i'd also say though those guys have been hit so many times for things the resilience of the indonesian people that's FMA, very good. looking for inspiration
1: take it off the Indonesians yeah very good yeah that's so true yeah big time yeah
0: deep connection with
1: those guys too okay now we're going fitness battle ropes or burpees oh burpees 100% I love burpees and people think I'm weird I don't I just I think they're the most complete movement and for me burpees give me mindfulness I, I don't know what it is I'm just getting into a rhythm I, your hands went up there jewelry and you feel the same way I, I don't know there's just something about them that I think they're beautiful
0: I absolutely love burpees, Dale. I'm known for being a burpee addict. So if you train with me, you're going to be doing burpees. You might come and say, burpee. i hate a burpee. I'm like, by the time you work with me, you will love them.
1: Love it. Love it. I did, uh, I think like two years ago with a client, um, we wanted a challenge. We did like a burpee mile. I think it took about an hour and 20 minutes and we did over a thousand burpees. Wow, that was tough. But... I, I just enjoyed it. So I look forward to training with you one day, Julie, and I want to do burpees.
0: <laughs> so do I. I love all the variations you can get with burpees. So if you're beginning, you can start walking them out. If you're advanced, you can do split sprinter ones, tucks, clapping underneath the whole shebang. So you can just mix it up and do Everything. all the varieties. So yeah, I love it. Oh, I love it.
1: I love it. You, Julie, you've just lit up the whole interview. You've been great, very smiling. But when I met, you just mentioned burpees and you've just gone red with excitement. I love it. <laughs>
0: I'm like, like, me and Dale burpee challenge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. So <laughs> I'm going to
0: send you a burpee challenge, a one-minute
1: one. Minute one. Uh, okay, cool.
0: Next one now, I think we know the answer to this. Aussie rules, football or rugby?
1: Uh, Aussie rules, football, rugby. I um, uh, I don't mind it. I remember when I come to London, the first day I was working at a prep school and I had to umpire a game of rugby union. I'd never even played it. I didn't understand it. Poor kids are getting trampled on. I'm like, oh, so hands down AFL every day of the week.
0: And what
1: snacks do you eat when you're at an AFL match? Snacks? Uh, meat pies. So I yeah. uh, love, love meat pies. And I don't, I, the only time I eat them is when I go to the AFL.
0: Yeah, I remember going to the AFL. I remember, I was, I, remember I was in Melbourne, actually. I went to a match. Okay. And, uh, well, a game. And uh, I couldn't believe how many pies this next to me kept going away and munching. I was like, Jesus! <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's what you do at the footage that's, or That's what we do. We eat pies and we have a few beers. That's, uh, that's AFL. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's my memorable experience.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's very memorable. That's, what, that's about all you'd see me doing there, too. <laughs>
0: okay, and the final one, you've got a choice of podcast or books
1: ah uh, uh podcasting i um like yourself uh i've podcasted for about four and a half years now and i just think it's a great way to do you know just have a chat and learn in a in a space that other people can learn from you as well and um i love books don't get me wrong uh but a podcast you can really get in the nuts and bolts and ask some questions people can be really vulnerable And as well as that, it's a lot of fun. Do you know what? You connect with people all over the world, like what we're doing right now. Um, And that's the power of technology and social media and everything we've got. So podcasting has changed my life and I absolutely love it.
0: Totally agree. And I also think, you know, we talked about a bit about benefit of COVID. I have connected with so many people over the world during this time, it's been unreal. And I've even got people come to my fitness class who are in Geneva and Finland, who I would never have worked with before. And clients all over the country that just wouldn't have connected with me so it's just amazing this opportunity that's come from the technology we've got and the different ways of communicating and connecting with each other
1: yeah so true and that's i've said this on numerous platforms that there's such an opportunity here to grow and you know improve in certain areas and like you've just said there julie you've got new clients you would never ever had a chance of getting um and that's the beauty of what covid has been able to deliver that it's restricted certain things, but it's also opened up so many doors. So that that's what, like exactly what you just said, that I know we're missing the face-to-face training and other aspects going into work on lockdown, but then there's all these other things that never would have happened. And so I really hope, and it probably will, that the world changes for better and that we figure out these great things and you can train with whoever you want from the comfort of your home in a different country. I just think it's amazing.
0: And so Dale, for people who want more of Dale's energy, And it's enthusiasm and playtime. How can
1: people connect with you? I know you've got lots of different things going on. Yeah, I've got a lot of different things. So what I've sort of done is uh, recently I was all over different platforms. Probably Instagram is probably the easiest place to find me. And and it's just at Dale Sybottom. And then on my link on there, I've got a a list of all uh, different apps, my TED Talk, my websites, uh, YouTube channels, podcasts, you name it. They're all on there. And I think that's probably the easiest way. So Reach out and if you've got any questions or um, about anything I've mentioned today, please feel free to do that. I love hearing from people and particularly now I've got a little bit more time. It's great to connect and help people all over the world. Julie, like what we're doing right now. It's so amazing.
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned about your website, but people just think that's a website, but you've got something new on your website that people can get involved with around development.
1: Oh, I've got it. So that's what I mean. I've got about seven or eight different websites. So um, if you, yeah, they're all on um, my Instagram, but uh, there's energetic.education, there's sugar.life, there's fitness game zone if you want fitness and movement games. Um, Yeah, there's just a couple. I I always forget a few. FHL retreats if you want to one day come to Bali with us. Um, Yeah, at the moment we won't be doing that. So yeah, there's just a few of them I suppose, Julie.
0: Cool. So guys, go and check those out. Thank you very much, Dale, for your time. I love your energy as always, and it's been great to connect with you.
1: Julie, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and uh, fantastic questions. I really liked that fast fire at the end. That was uh, brilliant. So thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: Thanks, Dale.